Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on CHIPS legislation in the Senate. Number two, possible movement on Klobuchar's big tech bill. And number three, where Democrats are lining up on the assault weapons ban in the House, plus a quick update on how that marriage bill netted out for House Republicans last night. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The biggest story moving on Capitol Hill is this CHIPS legislation. What's going to happen? It has been many, many months and moons of us talking about it, but it is the contours of which uh, the and how the bill is actually going to get together are really coming coming out now. Yeah, so here, here's what happened here. So um, yesterday, Chuck Schumer... Uh, The Senate had on the floor a motion to proceed to the CHIPS bill. So remember, Senator Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer of New York, recently recovered from COVID. So uh, good for him. Um, uh, He said that if he he last. okay, let's start with this. Last week, he said he's going to put 52 billion. God, we could go back to last year. I was like, should we just do it? Just this could be the whole episode just going through the twists and turns. I don't want this to be an oral history of Yusika (laughs) because we could do that in 10 episodes and don't get any ideas because we're not going to do that. Um, So Schumer said last week he was going to put a bill on the floor that had $52 billion in support for chip manufacturers, for semiconductor manufacturers and uh, related tax breaks. So um, that was this skinny Yusika. We started calling it Yusika Light or Chips or Chips Plus, not Chips Plus. So what? then senators started getting ideas of adding a bunch of stuff on. And Schumer said, you know what? Fine, you want to add stuff on, get me 15 Republicans to support the bill. And if there are 15 Republicans, then great. If not, we're going to go with the skinny bill. So Todd Young, a uh, Republican from Indiana, who uh, we've been in close contact with during this process because he's very um, he's very key in the chips process, um, is he? So he said, "Great, I'll get you 15 Republicans." He, so he started putting together a bill. Held a Zoom call yesterday with Republicans and Rob Portman. Another key figure on in this process, and also John Cornyn, another very key figure, and they got 15 Republicans. And we, in the midday edition, this is why you should be a Punchbowl News Premium subscriber, because this is what you got yesterday. We had the entire bill uh, well before it was it was even released or uh, anything was out, and we sent that to premium subscribers yesterday. Um, so last night on the floor, the... the um, there were, you know, Todd Young delivered. He got, he got uh, sixteen Republicans uh, uh, led by uh, obviously Cornyn and Portman, but including a bunch of other people. Uh, uh, Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, which I was a bit surprised about. Um, but so this bill now is a thousand pages um, and a thousand fifty four pages to be exact. Includes a lot of this research money, some of the national. Um, uh, security priorities, um, all of these very sought after, let's call them provisions. Um, uh, and we have all of the information in the, in the AM edition this morning. So, um, Anna, this is a pretty big victory, not only for Schumer, 
Uh, McConnell voted against this motion to proceed last night because he didn't know what would be in this bill. So I, I would imagine McConnell probably votes for it on final passage. That could come this week, next week. You know, this is going to be a heavier lift in the House, but we're not there yet. We'll talk about the House probably today, tomorrow, the next day. But again, Anna, a big victory for big business, which has been um, uh, kind of yearning for this thing for a long time. You know, there are going to be tech hubs around the U.S. Semiconductor manufacturers are moving and grooving with this thing. Like moving what and grooving. Yeah, they're pretty happy here. I'm, you know. <laughs> I think, I, but one thing I do think is important. Um, so totally agree with you. Big win for Schumer. This has been. I mean, he was one of the original authors of. You know, if you go way back, the Endless Frontier Act. Um, you know, the fact that he basically kind of said, "Hey, I'm going to take this win," which I, you know, I I regularly say this. The Democrats just can't seem to take the win, and then we w- found out that there actually was a lot of agreement among senators to do because this is kind of the the only train leaving the station when it comes to this kind of a package um but notable to mention the huge china competition proposal that was approved by the senate last year is not it you know this isn't this isn't that you know, it's got elements of the original legislation, but it's not pretty the- damn close, though. I mean, it doesn't include some of these labor priorities, climate priorities and um, trade priorities. But if I were a supporter of this thing, um, you kind of got away uh, with a lot of stuff that you wanted. I mean, this thing has lived and died a thousand times. You know, we've been covering this thing since it was called Endless Frontiers. I called it Frozen Frontiers yesterday, but I just want to let you know, uh, Steny Hoyer calls this the Make It in America bill. He calls everything Make It in America. Um, He wants everything made in America. We we have now gone on a tangent. No, but listen, but listen, they got a lot here. I mean, if I were a supporter here, I would be damn pleased because you know what? You in some way, Anna, they left aside all of the thorny stuff and ended up with like the dessert, right? The billions of dollars for semiconductors, for tech hubs, for innovation, the tax breaks. I mean, it it is just, it is, it's just big. It's a, it's a, it's a good example of how you never can count a piece of legislation out until kind of the, 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 the heat starts happening here. So I agree with you. I think what the interesting point now is going to be, what is the timeline? Time is running short. Can they find some agreement to get it done this week? Is it next week? And then it shifts to the house and those dynamics are going to be different. Um, And certainly something we're going to cover uh, in the coming days and weeks. I want to move on to the number two story. We got a lot to get to this morning. Uh, one more thing that was playing out last night on the Senate floor: Senator Amy Klobuchar, the Democrat from Minnesota, Jake, gave a very long speech about her big tech antitrust bill that she has alongside uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa. This bill, which big tech has been lobbying heavily against, um, would would bar you know, big tech companies from using their market dominance to push their own products or services over any other of their competitors. Um, It has been stalled, but this is an interesting twist here that, you know, Klobuchar told us Tuesday she still hasn't been told by leadership when it might come to the floor, but uh, she's been working with Schumer's office to find, find time. 
This is the big question, Anna. Um, where are the 60 votes for this bill? I mean, Lord have mercy. They have been uh, Schumer, pro not promised, but pretty much promised this would come up in July. This is a big priority of Klobuchar's, of Chuck Grassley's, of a bunch of people in the House. Um, and it's going nowhere fast at this point. I mean, it's July 20th. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they want to carve aside some time for this... Um, you know, I'm not sure when it's going to be because and this takes us back to the first item in some way, Anna, because if you want to get this big tech bill through this week is Yusika, maybe into next week. I don't know. Depends on Republicans and if they yield back time. Um, and then you move straight into reconciliation. And I'm just going to pull out my iPhone calendar here. But um, next week, it, you know, they got two more weeks planned in session. We haven't seen a reconciliation bill this week yet. You know, that's on kind of that's been on ice. So I, I'm not saying it won't happen. I don't know whether it will happen. But um, it is it is fair to say that the advocates for this bill are frustrated. Uh, we talked to Klobuchar yesterday who said she's working with Schumer to get 60 votes. Um, so we'll see. I mean, this, this is a, a, a you know it would be a tough vote for some people. And I, and I, I suspect there are some who uh, might not want to vote on this bill. Let's take, let's move on to the number three item of the morning here. Democrats to watch on the assault weapons ban. The house judiciary committee is marking up that legislation. Um, but democratic leaders are sweating over whether they can get enough votes to pass it through the full house. Uh, of course, you know, there was the bipartisan uh, gun legislation that, you know, uh, Joe Biden signed into law. The assault weapons ban was never even considered to be part of that, but, Man, Jake, Pelosi's got a tough, uh, that's going to be a tough whipping operation with her four-seat majority uh, when there's, a, you know, definitely Democrats who aren't going to vote for this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we uh, go through a bunch of Democrats who are skeptical about an assault weapons ban this morning. Pelosi just has a very narrow four-seat majority here. There are some already hard no votes. Jared Golden of Maine, Henry Cuellar of Texas, there are some probably no votes, Kurt Schrader of Oregon, Ron Kind of Wisconsin, and that's it. <laughs> you know, they'll pick up some Republican votes so to offset those. But, I mean, if, they, if there's any slippage on the other side, um, uh, that's tough. And the question is, how do they get a rule vote on this? I mean, how do they get this thing to the floor? Uh, we'll have more on that in the coming days. Uh, before we let you go, I do want to follow up. Yesterday, we had talked about... House Republicans and whether or not they were going to be supportive of a marriage bill. Um, Jake, tell us what happened, because it's pretty interesting. 47 House Republicans voted to pass um, a bill to codify Roe v. Wade. Some surprising votes in there. I was surprised by conservative Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania. Elise Stefanik voted yes. Not so surprised about that. At the time, member, the chair of the NRCC, uh, the Republican Campaign Committee, um, those were interesting yes votes to me. Uh, 47 makes it, I don't want to say likely, but at least increases the odds that it will be brought up in the Senate. I mean, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is um, a prominent voice on the left, said Schumer's got to bring this up for a vote. You know, Brez and I and Heather and Max and Christian, we've been talking a lot in the last couple of days about the um, 
whether this will get 10 votes in the Senate, 10 Republican votes, then that would, is what they would need to get it across the finish line. I say yes. Um, I think this could get 10 votes in the Senate. I can't. I don't want to name them because that would be irresponsible because I haven't talked to all these people. But Brez and I and Heather and Christian Max, we got to 10 or at least 10 possibles. So um, just really shows you the changing dynamics on same sex marriage um, and where Republicans have shifted. I mean, it's just a, I, I wanted to sometimes we kind of always move on to the next item here. But I thought it was important too. yeah, I, I completely agree. One more thing I would say, I was talking to a senior Republican House Republican aide yesterday who made the point to me um, that who was making the point for voting for this bill. And this person said to me, this bill recognizes, forces states to recognize legal same-sex marriages in other states. So if if, if, if same-sex marriage is illegal in one state and um, uh, a same-sex couple married moves into that state or conducts some, you know, conducts some business in that state or whatever, they have to be recognized as marriage. And this person said to me, that is what we're arguing for on concealed carry. <laughs> so you have to be consistent. If you want states to ha- create their own laws and other states to recognize them, uh, you you, you got to be consistent here because that's what we argue on other fronts. So I thought that was an interesting parallel. And, and quite frankly, the same Republican aide said to me, um, we're just past the point where voters like, like, it's really not even a base issue anymore. Like this does not rank on uh, priorities for Republican voters anymore. Very interesting stuff. Um, just want to remind everybody, Jake and I are going to be sitting down at Nats Park this morning with Senators Marco Rubio, the Republican from Florida, and Ben Cardin, the Democrat from Maryland, to talk about issues face- facing small business owners coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. You can join us uh, for this conversation as part of Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Advocacy Day. Uh, I am looking forward to it for sure. Um, and with that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News AM, our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.